Hi, all. Um, this is Candace Lundy, and this is my first ever podcast. Woohoo! Um, so, for my first ever podcast, um, I was originally going to um, interview my mom, Kim Freeberg. Um, due to some unfortunate family things that started happening, um, she was able to do the interview with me, um, but we chose not to record it, and I will be speaking about my conversation with her. Um, <clears throat> So for today, um, I wanted to look at um, my nephew. Um, my nephew is, his name is Logan. Um, he came from my brother. Um, my brother at the time was a heroin addict, actually. Um, he found out the day that Logan was born that he was going to be born. Uh, we got a phone call from um, <clears throat> from the hospital saying that he was going to be coming and that it was my brother's son. And, uh, my mom was definitely shocked and I was also there. Um, so the mother of Logan was actually in jail at the time. And, um, this was for meth use and selling of meth. Um, we, uh, showed up at the hospital. Uh, we had no idea if it was actually my brother's son or not, um, but it did end up being his son. I remember we met him. Um, my mom met him and we knew my brother. There was no way my brother could take care of him at this time. So my uh, myself and my mom ripped down my room and we packed up all my stuff and created a room for this little, this little boy. Um, that had just been born. At that point, we weren't sure if he was actually um, their son or not, um, my brother's son. But with that said, we didn't care. Uh, CPS was there and uh, we chose that we wanted to take this kid no matter what. So we ended up um, legally speaking to CPS. We ended up taking the child. Uh, he moved into my room. And uh, that is how we got Logan. Um, my mom, uh, when speaking about Logan, um, he is very much her son. She's had him since day one. Um, she is called Nani to him. Um, the reason for choosing the name Nani instead of grandma um, was because it's closer to mommy. Uh, it's easier for other kids to hear it and kind of say, oh, okay, that's like his mommy or nanny. Um, and from that, uh, I have to say um, that she spoke about how he was definitely her son, but um, also understands that the, the father is still involved, her son. Um, the mother has not been involved since day one. There is a protection order against her. Um, and for that reason, um, it is just my uh, my mom, his nanny, and um, my stepdad, his papa, that have been raising him along with myself. Um, so uh, I asked her some questions. I said, "How um, would you tell me a little bit about Logan?" And and she went on to talk talk about. Um, how incredible he is, uh, how smart he is, how brilliant he is. Um, any signs of any issues with the drugs on mom and dad's side has not shown up yet. And uh, they're so grateful for that. We are all grateful for that. Um, uh, he's a brilliant little boy. He's 10 years old now, um, going into fifth grade, which is crazy. Um, and uh, I also asked who you are to him. And so, 
to him, she is Nani, the grandma. But when students at school ask who she is, if they say his mom, he has no problem saying yeah. We're just kind of ignoring the question and moving on. Um, I would also like to add another reason why we are not doing this in person is because my nephew, my mom is a stay home mom. Um, my mom and stepdad are both disabled and take care of my nephew. Um, so to actually get a moment where we can talk about this um, loud enough to where we could record it. Um, we both kind of decided that we didn't want to take the risk of him hearing us talking about it. He knows about his mom and he knows about these things. Um, but it's not a conversation that uh, we would want him to realize we are recording or partaking in. Um, so with that said, um, I kind of came up with this idea of talking about this because there was a in Mary Cowie's book, Black Ants and Buddhists, um, there was a passage and a note from a kid at the beginning of one of her chapters that was saying um, they were writing a note to the person who was doing the daily announcements and saying, hey, like, why are you saying parents or mom and dad instead of just guardian? Because uh, there are students who don't have parents. Um this is the case for Logan, my nephew. He does not have uh, the typical parents. He actually kind of has three parents, four parents, if you include myself. Um, and that sparked this notion in me that people don't really talk about this very often. Um, as I continued to read Mary Cowie's book, um, there's a quote that really stuck out to me. It said, it struck me then how much children wanted to see themselves in their families in the classroom and in me. I make a point of addressing this visually through the photos and posters in the room, starting with displaying a family photo of every student taken on the home visits. Page 165, Mary Cowie, Black, Black Ants and Buddhists. Um, I... This quote really stood out to me because I then sat back and wondered, how much has my nephew, Logan, how much has this occurred to him? How much does he not see his family unit represented in his classroom? Um, when I asked my mom the question, um, I told her, I know Logan has done some similar projects in class um, that allow for photos and posters of families to be in the classroom. Do you believe that this helped him accept and feel confident with being raised by grandparents? And has anyone ref um, reflected that for him at any time? Um, her answer was then uh, that being able to display the people he cared about definitely was a big impact on him. Um, he still has the poster up in his room that he created for his classroom that included um, myself, his aunt, um, his nani, his papa, uh, his dad, and other important family members. His family unit, unit is very different, and this allowed other students in the classroom to see this family unit. Um, then um, I asked her, like I said, anyone reflected this for him? Has anyone reflected his family unit for him? Um, and she said, actually, it was the shocking moment. Uh, and it made me, I totally forgot about this, that his, his counselor was actually adopted and raised by his grandparents. Um, 
I remember the day that Logan called me and told me that his <laughs> his counselor um, was adopted and raised by his grandparents and how much that meant to him. Um, my mom, when speaking about this, started crying and felt very emotional about um, this conversation and how there was finally somebody who could role mo model and show this um, in some way for him uh, that he had never seen before. Um, so there are people out there and luckily my nephew Logan has had that, um, had that influence, but not all children have received an influence like that. He is very lucky in many ways, she said. And, um, you know, uh, to have such a support system and to have such a role model is something very unique that she was not expecting. After this conversation, um, we spoke more about some of the challenges you face logistically, raising your grandchild. What what comes from that? Um, I, I read her a quote from the Seattle Times on uh, December 28, 2018. It says, four times as many children are raised in informal kinship care arrangements than there are foster children, according to the State Department of Social and Health services, DSHS. Yet like nearly all states, Washington offers unequal financial support, limited service, and uncertain custodial standing. She, you know, when I, when I read her this statement, she was just nodding along. She is a kinship provider. Uh, they never ended up going into the adoption. Um, for many reasons, uh, one that it would splice any connection he has to his dad. Also, my parents are both disabled, uh, so they do not have money to pay for an adoption. Uh, with that said, also a, being a kinship provider, you have all the same, um, um, like rules and regulations as almost an adoption, but you have the same rights and responsibilities over the child. So in many ways, there's not much of a difference other than a different kind of legal stance uh, and that, that severing of um, parent to child relationship. Uh, and the, since the parent is her son, um, we chose to not go down that route, route, route as a family, um, you know, try to save our family a little bit, she said. Um, she has uh, definitely dealt with. Um, there being challenges of raising another child and especially a grandchild. Um, she was um, 42 and was already on disability when Logan came into our lives. And uh, she went on to talk about how uh, she was not on disability at that time. She was not qualified. She did get kinship provider money and food stamps. But as soon as her disabled status came through the state, she lost uh, the food stamps for Logan and the family, and also her kinship provider amount went down. Um, this was shocking to me. I, I had not realized it, um, mostly because when we got Logan, I was 14 and my stepsister was 14. So they were both, my mom was 42 at the time, my stepdad 43. And here they have two 14-year-olds both of them on disability and raising a a newborn um, without any funding or stability, really, other than the house they have. Um, 
she went on to say that DSHS uh, really has not helped them. Uh, it did in the beginning. And as she said, when disability played in, that soon canceled out. Um, in regards to the state helping her even more, uh, she spoke about how a lot of uh, the state's expectations are that the parent is going to pay into the child if they are not adopted, they are a kinship. So the parent then owes um, like an alimony of sorts. Um, this alimony is, um, you know, decided by the court and also decided by the parent uh, or the guardian of the child at the time. My mom, uh, knowing that her son could not afford it, told them no, that she would not require him to pay this to her. That meant that that money was severed and that the state would not make up for that money. This conversation with my mom was both difficult for me and her. Um, our, my nephew, Logan, is my life, and we have done everything together. And my mom is raising this child at 52, um, 52, 51, <laughs> um, disabled and, and trying to make it by the best life she can. Um, I was very honored uh, to have this conversation with her, as we have many conversations. Uh, I am very happy that we chose not to have this conversation recorded in the same household as Logan, because I I would be very devastated if he heard this conversation and took something from it um, and never spoke about it. Uh, today in society, many, many parents um, are unable to raise their children um, and many guardians uh, grandparents and aunts and uncles have to take over and the fact that the state and the country does not support those people as much as they really should is devastating and very hard to um, hard to grapple with um, this podcast is meant to just shed a little bit of light on a situation that is very close to home. Um, I want to thank my mom and my nephew for being so incredible every single day. And uh, Kristen for my um, social studies teacher uh, for, for challenging me to delve deeper into this um, and have this conversation. Um, thank you. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. It was my first ever. Woohoo! All right. Thank you. Bye bye.